Quick question before we dive in. How many showers have you taken? I would say uh, under 10, for sure. <laughs> More golf balls have been hitting than showers. That's a... Uh... Uh, 100%. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Shank Happens. I'm Travis, joined by my boy Ryan in sunny Florida. What's happening, dude? What's going on, brother? Happy we're uh, back with another episode, another week. Yeah, man. Uh, underway. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great, man. We've got a good episode ahead of us. We've got an awesome guest, uh, Jake Adams, who is a stand-up comedian, golfer, all around just fun dude. Had him at a couple of my events. He's been around us quite a bit, and he is up to a, quite the challenge right now. He's trying to hit a golf ball in all 50 states within 30 days. He's in day 25, so we're catching him here at the tail end of his venture um, to kind of see how it's going, give us some stories behind the scenes, and what his plan is to to wrap this thing up. So excited to join him at the 19th hole. So I'm looking forward to that interview. It's going to be awesome. We've got a bunch of other stuff going on too. One of my favorite events uh, just uh, ended in New Orleans, the Zurich Classic. Um, lots of fireworks there. One of my really good friends on tour, Mark Leishman uh, and Cam Smith came out on top and won that event in dramatic fashion. So we're going to dive into that. Um, lots of storylines in the world of golf, which I'm looking forward to diving into. So let's just head over to the first tee real quick and let's just jump right into it, man. Tell me your thoughts on Zurich, man. I mean, it's, it's a different event, right? It's like, it's like, I don't know, to me, it's like one of these events where it's not quite waste management, but it's different than any other event. Obviously you've got team play, but the vibes are just different. You've got the walk-up music and all that stuff. I mean, do you like yeah. the Zurich or is it one of those events where you're kind of like, eh, I'm not a big fan? No, I mean, I, I like it. I, I definitely don't dislike it whatsoever. I think it brings a good energy and a different feel to the tour. And, uh, you know, obviously it's good to sprinkle in these team events here and there. So I think it's great. TPC Louisiana, you know, great golf course. And it, it's a cool event. Um, I think it, it, it came down to a, a pretty cool finish. I, you know, obviously playoff golf is amazing. We love to watch that. But it was really cool to see. Uh, team Aussie versus Team South Africa. I'm yeah. a big, I'm a big Louis Oosthuizen fan. Like, I am low too. key, like you know, like it's 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 weird to say that. I feel like, like I don't think a lot of people are openly, you know, out about their love for Louis Oosthuizen. But I like him yeah. so much just because I, I like him so much because he's always exciting to watch at the Masters, and that's my favorite golf tournament. And that's where I've seen yeah. him play some really good golf, and he just always wins me over. He's just like a, he's like a sleeper. He's like a Honda Civic with a Corvette engine. And it's just fucking awesome. <laughs> Watch him play golf. <laughs> that's a great analogy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, dude. I mean, he is, he's a stud, man. I, I, we talked about him at the masters in our masters episode, just his albatross was one of the best shots of all time. Um, me, my time getting my time spent with him in person was incredible. He's just like this awesome dude and really funny. <laughs> Dry, dry humor and he showed up to this golf event where all these players yes. were dressed in their outfits yeah. he's wearing jeans and he had a tucked in polo and his tucked in golf shirt with his ups logo and i'm like who the okay fuck? wait i was like this is awesome that i i now know what i am being for halloween and <laughs> that's i'm wearing <laughs> you, gotta be him. <laughs> you gotta be that so dude so he's good. just an all-around good dude so it sucks to see what happened to him he's like mr clutch automatic off the tee uh had some issues there on 18 yeah. which was disappointing to see you don't want to see one go down that way but really happy for for mark and cam i mean th dude i so i've done some work with mark and audrey in their foundation it's called the begin again foundation and it's all about building sepsis awareness 
Um, Audrey actually had some issues around the masters a few years back and almost died. Actually, she, um, it was really close near death experience and it turned around and really made this foundation out of uh, building awareness and things that can really affect, uh, you know, women and, and different sorts of things. And so it's, it's a really great foundation. I got the opportunity to work with them at their event and meet them personally. And they're just awesome people. Cam was there, um, playing in the event. Um, Joel uh, Damon was there at the event too. A lot of people rallied behind them because they're just such great people. Um, but it's just fun. like, dude, it was just fun to see like all week, the vibes with them were awesome. Like they were creating tons of memes, uh, just like team, like teammate memes. Like I, I like the team events. We're going to get into that on buy and sell, but I really like the team events. Cause you see the camaraderie, you saw Pat Perez and his teammate doing some fun stuff. Um, you know, Mark and, and Cam were like all in on this. You have the walk-up music where they get to choose what songs are good for them. And I, I don't know, man, it's just fun to see. And their energy was all time. You saw Leishman break out the mullet wig just to kind of poke fun with Cam. And dude, is there ever a, a hairdo like Cam's inside the winner's circle on tour? I mean, maybe John Daly. I don't know. Like that. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, I'm sure that there's been others uh, in, in the past, back when that uh, haircut was current. <laughs> but, yeah. but, uh, was it ever really <laughs> hot? I mean, I. <laughs> well, I don't shit, know. it's hot right now. I'll tell you that. It's hot it right is. now. <laughs> I mean, I might grow. I might. My hair's getting a little longer, dude. I think I might cut it like cam if, if i can play half as good as him i mean he's playing lights yeah. out right now yeah i just got a haircut and, I, and for those of you that follow me on instagram you, you've seen the flow it, it was getting really nice and uh i recently cut it and i've i've i, I had an attachment to it because as long as my hair has been in, in in over a decade and uh it's just really hot here in florida in the summer and i had to let it go so like was that the real yeah. reason or was this a choice by your girlfriend that made you cut no, it? no she she loved the hair she loved the hair and i even told her i was thinking i was like hey i think i might cut a cut a mullet like kind of as a joke but also kind of like i really wanted to, to do it and she's yeah. like babe i'd be i'd be down for that i'd, I'd be down for that and i was <laughs> wow, like wow okay not, oh. the, not the response she's like I, I could go for a mullet but she, she she would go for a mullet but she wouldn't let me like grow my full hair like down to my shoulders you know which is yeah great. Like, i she, i think that's a good choice because i mean a mullet's not forever i mean she knows that you're not going to cut a mullet and be like oh my god this is amazing i'm we're gonna keep that but i dude i did this so in quarantine i cut my hair to match what brooks did when jenna fucked up his hair and like had that weird <laughs> bowl cut so i shaved my beard and made just a mustache and then i cut my hair it was honestly one of the biggest regrets I've, i have like in the last <laughs> few years because i actually had a really good haircut going on and yeah. you know it was, it was quarantine so i wasn't really going anywhere and I was just like, dude, I should do that. It'd be funny. And I had an interview with Hallie Ledbetter like the next night. It was on camera. I'm like, oh, how funny would it be if like she answers this phone call or whatever and I'm look, I look like Brooks. And it was funny as that lasted. And then once that was done, I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? I had to shave my <laughs> now head. I'm just, now I'm just sitting in this interview, look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and I shaved my mustache. And like when I shave my beard, I gain like 20 pounds. Like, oh I my get, God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's bad. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, what did I just do? So I for sure didn't leave my house for like two weeks after that. It was, it was bad. So yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I, I had the same, uh, same thing. My, my cousin, uh, who's also my best friend, he, he was getting married and, I was uh, the best man, so I had I was in charge of the bachelor party, and we went to Turks and Caicos. We played golf at 
Providenciales, the old, like the old, Provo Golf Club. It's the only golf course on the island. Fucking amazing place. But he was like, no, dude, uh, for bachelor parties, like everyone's got to got to uh, shave their their face and rock only mustaches and i was like dude seriously he's like no like that's the rule you have to have it so i had like super short hair at the time rocked only the mustache oh my gosh was it the most uncomfortable thing thank god i was flying out of the country for a week so i could work on it while i was you know around yeah, no that's that <laughs> it, it, you feel naked you feel fucking naked you feel fat and it's uncomfortable and i don't like it that's why you you haven't seen me on instagram without a beard in in years yeah this is about the go this is like the lowest like length that i go I'll get a little bit thicker than this but i i don't really shave my beard anymore unless i mess up and now i like i realize well, that's my beard, the worst but my beard grows so fast now that when i mess up sometimes i'm like okay i'm just gonna look like an idiot in one area but I'm not going to shave my whole beard because then I look like I'm freaking 20 pounds overweight, even more overweight than I already am, you know? So yep. you just, you got to just leave it to the professionals. I'm just, just going to be fat for a few days and that happens sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, but Hey, congrats to Mark. Congrats to Cam. Congrats to their whole team. I mean, incredible finish Mark holding in to tie the match, take it to extra holes was incredible. Great finish. And uh, I thought it was an exciting event. So hats off to those guys. One of the other big things in golf this week was Tiger Woods. Um, obviously, Tiger's always at the top of conversation. Um, a lot of big people have been worried about his health and his recovery. Uh, news broke that he made it back home finally. I thought it was pretty interesting that he was still not at home for quite some time, but he's there now and looks like he's doing great. He posted for the first time on Instagram a picture, first picture that surfaced of him since the accident. He's there with his dog on crutches. Um, really low quality picture there, which I was disappointed on, but it was, <laughs> I know. You know, like it was like the most pixelated picture I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, was it taken by a potato? Like, it's like, I don't know, but it was, uh, it went viral as every tiger post does and everyone's wishing him well and a speedy recovery. And then the next day, I believe, or the day after, uh, some young girl took a picture of him at an event at, mm -hmm. um, PGA national where he was riding in a golf cart with Erica and they were following him along watching Charlie play. And he looked fucking pissed because he probably just wants some time to himself and privacy to go watch his kid play golf. But um, it was cool. I mean, you see him out there, he's got a boot on and I don't know, man, when I saw that picture, I, you get this feeling. I mean, I don't know. I'm <clears throat> just speaking for myself here, but I think a lot of people feel the same way. I don't know. You just don't see pictures of tiger. You hear what's going on in the news um, you hear details of the injury and the recovery and you kind of just think like, man, thank God he's alive and he's well, but I just don't think he's going to play again or he's not going to win again. Or, you know, you just don't know all these thoughts go in your head. Like, are we ever going to see tiger in Sunday red, you know, like playing in a meaningful match or whatnot. And I don't know. When I saw that picture, dude, I was like, fuck yeah, here we go. Tiger's back. Like he just looked like he was in good spirits <laughs> look like it was like it looked like he's mending and recovering well and it looked like he's gonna fucking play in the pga championship this in the next couple of weeks you know i was just i don't know i got yeah. those vibes that i'm like dude tiger's back and he's gonna win again yeah i mean i think everyone felt that way i mean fate loves irony right like he already had this just incredible comeback arguably one of the best comebacks in sports right but like if he comes back from this i mean I want to be optimistic and say when he comes back from this and gets 83, mm -hmm. that's the greatest. That's officially in my book, the greatest comeback in sports history. 
hundred percent. And like, dude, he did look good. I mean, he looks he looks a little beefy. He looks a little heavier. Like he looks like he could bench press a school bus, uh, especially when he's sitting in that golf cart, like all pissed off. <laughs> he just he looked mean, man. Yeah, he looks pissed, but, dude. Uh, yeah, but I and you know, but that's the other thing. Like, I want to touch on on that. Like, you can grab a facial expression from anybody. You know, like in any point in this podcast while we're recording, you could grab a weird screen grab and I could possibly look pissed off even though we're having the time of our lives as we always do on the show because it's the you've done that to me by the way so i know you're speaking the truth (laughs) yes yeah we actually quick side story while we're on this first episode (laughs) of the podcast we're we're like testing out equipment we're testing out care (laughs) i can't even such a fucking dick (laughs) i can't even i can barely tell the story so we're like testing cameras out in, in uh and and I'm editing like a little teaser for the first episode, like a video teaser. And um, my my video editing, it like paused on one specific part. And Travis is making like what looks to be a straight up O face. <laughs> like he is oh, such a dick. <laughs> He's like leaning back, a dick. mouth mouth's making a little O, and his eyes are curling back in his head. <laughs> and it was it was fantastic. I. I uh, I uh I sent it to him in a text and I was like, when you find out that Shane Kappen's pod is is now live or something like that. So yeah, it's uh it's hilarious what you can get. So you know, moral of the story here is, is like, you know, I, I don't think Tiger was actually pissed off. He was just kind of not trying to look great and looked at a camera all weird and that was it. And then he drove past and started smiling and got to watch his son play golf. So yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, dude, it's uh, – can you imagine, though? Like, I was reading the comments – by the way, Coach is an asshole. But um, reading the comments, like, it's just true. Like, dude, the guy does not have a break. I mean, everywhere he goes, he's on camera. Everyone wants a piece of him. It's just got to get exhausting. But at the end of the day, like, if I could trade to have, you know, his skill set in golf, the money he has and all, the, you know, all that stuff, I, I would do it in two seconds. You know, I mean, he's got – Overall, he's got a pretty good team around him, except for those that make let him drive around everywhere he goes. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So I was glad to see Erica behind the wheel of the golf cart. I think that was a good start. And hopefully he has more people driving him around um, everywhere he goes. I think that's the start of good things to come. And and you you notice the the cast was on his uh, gas pedal foot. So maybe it'll uh, be tough for him to be heavy on it. uh, So my thought going through my head real quick was I'm thinking that Tiger, I it's like all the pressure was on him when he won at Augusta that he's won 15 now. And is he going to get past Jack? And I think that ship is officially sailed. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, after he won at Augusta, I was like, okay, you know, maybe carries this momentum into one of the majors. There was that year lined up favorable to him. He had, we were playing a couple major venues that he'd won at before. So I was like, Oh, maybe he gets another one. He gets a 16 real quick or something. Now we're in business. Um, okay. Now that we're a couple of years removed from that and here we are, I think all the pressure is off of him for that. I think that conversation is like out the window and now it's just like, imagine he comes back from this injury and gets that final win. Just one. That's all we want now as fans. Like we we're thankful and we're grateful that we were able to witness the come the first comeback and that he got two wins. The tour championship was amazing. I mean, chills. I didn't quite, I don't think I quite cried that one. I just the chills, the emotions were yeah. real. But I cried during the Masters. I, I legit cried. And Same. it was it was amazing. But this one, I mean. I mean, when he won at Zozo, it was amazing, um, but it wasn't like 
the motions weren't really quite there. Um, it didn't right, feel right, right. like normal, I guess you could say. Um, but dude, come back when this, I don't care where the fuck it's at. I don't care if he's playing Puerto Rico. I don't, you know, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care if it's the Zurich and he's teamed up with somebody. I mean, he just needs to come back. He needs to play more events. He needs to get this 83rd win and that's it. I mean, dude, at the end of the yeah. day, it, I, I have, you still have those high expectations for tiger and maybe we shouldn't, but I just feel like all the pressure's off of him now. And now it's about just getting this last win and he's got all the time in the world to go do that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I haven't ever seen the big dilemma with tiger getting more majors than Jack. Like personally, in my opinion, the most wins like over your career of golf is more significant. It's always been that way for me personally. And I know a lot of people disagree with that, but you know, you've got tiger at 82 had 73, right? I think that's accurate. So, I mean, what that, that begs the question, like what, what do you, what's the value of a major? Like how many wins would you value a major at? Like I, maybe two, like, you know, cause when you're talking about the most winningest golfer of all time and and, and the best of all time. And, and now you're bringing in the fact that a major is more valuable. I just don't get it. I don't buy it at all. So I was just always hoping for Tiger to get to 83. And that's where my mind is. And I'm sure some people do agree with me there like you. And yeah, I think that's where the focus is now, but you know, like, I mean, he, he's already got nine wins over, over Jack. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not even a debate who the greatest of all time is to me, honestly, like Jack is amazing then he is one of the greatest of all time. So, I mean, him and Arnie and those guys, I mean, Billy Casper, Gary Player, all those guys have paved the way to, to make the game a great place. Um, there's so many other names you can mention, Lee Trevino, um, Lee Elder, but you've got Tiger, who's really put the whole game on the map. I mean, these purses that we see today, this is Tiger, you know, getting the, the golfers to become more of athletes. That's Tiger, you know, commercializing the sport, bringing in more sponsors and creativity. That's Tiger. Um, it's all him. I mean, Arnie has his yeah. hand and footprint in that as well, I think, but like, dude, Tiger Woods is it. I mean, he's the goat uh, and there's no questions I mean, asked. Could also, he could be done. You can also bring in the argument of like the rise of, of, you know, digital media and social media and, and, and network television and stuff. Obviously the rise of that was kind of the same time Tiger had his rise as well. So it definitely boosted things in terms of building the popularity of the sport, but like, what do you do you think Jack would have made the same splash, you know, in this era? No, I don't think so. Right, right. I, I, I really agree. don't. I and I'm not taking anything away from him because he's amazing. And the fact that Jack has so many second place finishes in majors too is equally as impressive. I mean, Jack could easily have like 30 majors. I mean, he or, but if yeah, you're not you're, first, you're last. I mean, but I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, like the, the guy has a storybook career. It's unbelievable. Not taking anything away. I'm a huge Jack fan. I really am. I love Same. the guy to death, but Tiger is definitely the goat. I don't think there's any questions about it. It's like with NBA, Michael Jordan is the goat. There's no questions asked about it. Michael Jordan is the best. I don't think anyone's even close to him. Um, you know, King James or whatever, you know, I don't even want to he's, talk about him this week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude's a moron, but he's had a good career and he's done some amazing things, but he's also done some stupid stuff, even in his, his career, not only just on his Twitter account, but you've got, you know, Kobe Bryant, amazing. You know, you can't say anything bad about Kobe, amazing career, but both of them, you know, they, they didn't do anything quite like Michael Jordan, dude. Michael Jordan is the GOAT. So it's like, that's how I look at things here. Like, 
I, I don't know. It's we've gotten off on a tangent here with this, but at the end of the day, like Tiger Woods has done so much for the game of golf. My expectations are still high for him, but I got so many feels from just seeing those pictures of him surface this week. I really think that, you know, coming back, the majors are not even a question to me. If he can pull off another one or something great, that would be just cherry on top. But I just want to see him get that victory. And like I said, go play in Puerto Rico, go play, you know, freaking the team event in Zurich, whatever it is, dude, just go out there and play winnable tournaments and go get a dub. Yeah, it's amazing uh, what one tiger photo can uh, lead into in terms of a conversation. Pretty wild. <laughs> it really is. Dude. <laughs> it's so unreal. It really is, man. So yeah, dude, anyway, love the guy though, man. I hope well. he, yeah, hope he gets back. We can't wait for it to have him on as a guest at Shake Happens Pod. I'm sure he's waiting for the call to to jump yeah. on and talk to us. You we'll know? squeeze so, him in. We'll squeeze him in. Yeah, we'll see what we can do there. So let's jump over to our buy or sell segment. So we always have fun with this. We've got some good ones today that I want to jump into. Um, We talked about coach, you know, getting a haircut, um, considering the mullet. So let's just jump right into it. So Cam Smith has got the beautiful luscious locks, the Kentucky waterfall uh, flowing through the back. Um, his girlfriend has made some jokes about him cutting this or not. Uh, he apologized to her this week with the media. He knows that it's not the most, uh, he's not the most handsome guy in general. Let's just say it. Right. But the, the mullet just puts it over the top now that he's in the winter circle. Okay. Do you see cam cutting this mullet in 2021 or is this like him now? Is this his identity? All right. So I always think about these buyer styles as if they were like on a, sports book like prop bed or some shit and and i think the the bet that would that would get you the highest return is him cutting it so i would buy uh, because i'm here to make money scared money don't make money so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i I buy he he cuts it was that the question yeah cut it by end of this year so he's got like eight months yeah yeah i I i think within the next eight months he does cut it now what haircut does he get from there? I'm not sure. Is it a shorter mullet? Because if it is, I think then, then you know, there's some stipulations here. You know, flip to the back of the rule book and check it out. But uh, I, I'm buying. I think he cuts it. I think it's going to be within the next three or four months. It's going to start getting hot. That mullet's going to be leaking down the back of his neck, you know, dripping down his shirt, down his ass crack. It's going to get uncomfortable. You oh, know, mental I'm, image. Not I didn't want. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's, that's, you know, that's what it is. That's why I cut my hair. All right. Listen, I'm selling this hard. Okay. Sell. Here's why. Cam, I think Cam, listen, I was already a fan of Cam. Um, I think he's great. I got to meet him last year, even became a bigger fan. Where I really fell in love with Cam, though, was when he stood up and was talking mad shit about Patrick Reed at the President's Cup. Thought that was amazing. Um, I wish that more of that could have happened, but the PGA tour was putting coming down on cam kind of hard there on that. I think this kind of gives cam a stronger identity. Uh, he's not, he's, he's one of the best players on tour. I think he's phenomenal. Um, he had a great run at Augusta when Dustin Johnson was on fire and shot even par to win the masters, according to Bryson DeChambeau. Um, and listen, I think that, uh, I think at the end of the day, cam, this is his new identity. Okay. I think people are talking about Cam more than they ever have. And it's primarily about his hair. Okay. 
he's in the winner's circle this week with Mark, which is great, but Zurich isn't the event that, you know, he wants to win, right? He wants to win a big one. He wants to win at Kiowa in a couple of weeks. So I, I honestly think he keeps it. I think that his girlfriend now knows like, Hey, this is, I'm fucked. This is his new haircut. I think he's not going to cut it probably until the day that they walk down the aisle together. I think that this is his new identity. This is Cam Smith. He's going to rock this mullet. You know, he's going to end up being a guy who puts on the green jacket or whatever, uh, hosts, hoists the Wanamaker trophy with this mullet. It's like everything the PGA Tour does not want to see, but it's going to happen. And I'm sure he like cuts it, you know, when him and Jordan get married or something like that. But that's like, yeah. I don't know. That's the way I see it. And I'm feeling yeah. it. I'm sticking to it. Hey, he might be waiting for that occasion, you know, like where, where he gets to hoist a trophy with, with the mullet flowing in the wind maybe but i don't know i can see it press i can see press conferences now you know he's like i don't want to be known for my mullet i want to be known for my game you know (laughs) (laughs) well i will say that i think if he cuts it it would be like tonight like that's where i feel like i don't think he cuts it like in three months like i don't think it's about the heat right i think it's like maybe he just shaves that fucking thing off tonight when they're partying or something like that. And like, he shows up next week to wherever they're playing and he like, they have a great hair. He's got a normal haircut or something like that, but I don't know. I, I think he keeps it there too. He's going to get some exposure there too. As soon as he cuts it off, he's going to get some exposure. So maybe he plays the, the exposure game. You know, he starts to kind of fall off the map a little bit. The media spotlights off and he's like, shit, I need to do something crazy. And he cuts <laughs> the mullet. And then next thing you know, he's got another week of fame and that's the career of Cam Smith. I don't know. We'll see. We see. All right. So we talked about team play. We talked about the Zerk earlier when we let into the pod. Um, I'm a big fan of team events, but the question uh, to ask here on buy or sell is should the PGA tour have more team events buy or sell? Yeah, I'm going to sell. I think they've got a good balance of them right now. Personally. I, I think that I don't think the team events, unless it's like Ryder Cup, president's cup, you know, things like that. Dell match play. I mean, well, that's not necessarily a team event, but you know, no. the, these these off-brand events. You know, I think there's a good balance of them right now, and I, I don't think that they bring necessarily the amount of viewership as the you know run-of-the-mill tournaments that we currently have now. So I, I'm gonna stop. I think I think we're at a, we're at a good spot. We have a good balance. I mean, I understand the I understand your position might be that we should have more. It brings a little more personality of the game and a little bit more excitement, which I can't disagree with, but I, like I said, I think we have a good balance. I'm going to buy that we should have more, but I'm going to do it with an asterisk. I'm going to say that they should do it under a setting like a WGC or something like that, where we're going to have a bigger star prowess out there. Um, because I do like that. It does bring out more personality. I think you get to learn a lot about some of these players during these events. Like you get to, I mean, you get to learn what kind of music they want. You get this walk-up music that they get to the first tee in New Orleans, and it's kind of interesting to hear selections. You get to see how they interact on social media um, with each other because it seems like it's more of a lighthearted week, and they get to kind of bounce their vibe off of one another and have a little more fun. Um, it kind of feels like just a normal weekend for us. Like, we're going to go play golf with the buddies and – I don't know. You see a little bit more of that on camera, even during tournament play, but it'd be cool to see like Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy and, you know, Lee Westwood or some of these guys out there during this event. Cause I feel like at Zurich, you do have some big names. I'm not going to take away from some of the big names that are out there, but you also have a lot of people that you don't really know. 
or you're not familiar with, you know, or, you know, you just, which is great too, because you get to see some new people that are kind of up and coming and emerging in, in the league. But um, I'm not quite sure WGC might take that comment back because that would probably take away from that whole series. But I think some event where more bigger names would like to be a part of it, I think would be great right. because um, I think it's good for the game. I think it's fun to see these guys um, be themselves and show personality because that's one thing that drove me to start the meme page and have more fun with these players is to, to showcase like their personalities and a little bit who they are, because I think a lot of them are awesome dudes um, that have a great personality that are really fun guys that you'd want to hang out with or golf with, but they look like they have a stick up their ass while they're playing because I mean, they're playing for a lot of money and golf is a serious sport. So when you're out there, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, you can't really, you know, be yourself and, you know, people can't really see you for who you really are. Right. So I think this event kind of does that, but the asterisk I put on there is it's just gotta be some other type of deal where it makes it more meaningful for these guys to play. Maybe the purse is a little bigger. Maybe there's more FedEx cup points that come with it or something like that. I don't know how they do that, but it'd be fun to see some bigger names. Yeah. I mean, so let me ask you this. I think, like I said, um, when I touched on this before, you know, it, it doesn't drive, as much of an audience, you know? So I think that one thing that could be done, it, you know, it would be more course oriented, like find a golf course where people want to watch people play. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that, that, that would be a huge, huge, uh, huge factor. So where, where, where could you see an event like this being played? What course? Man, off the top of my head. Uh, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, like you have some amazing courses that have never hosted a tournament, like abandoned or something like that, you know, that's like, it would be kind of cool where maybe there, it alternates at different places like that, where that's a reason why you want to tune in is to see like, holy shit, they're playing at Bandon Dunes this year. Or, you know, I, I like something like that, where it's, it, there's something that drives you to want to watch it other than just the play to see the course for the first time. I don't know if that helps it or not, but I, I can't think of anything that's like gimmicky, if you will, if that's what you're trying to go at, go with. No, I mean, I think Bandon would be cool. I mean, like, Personally, I mean, did you watch all of the golf this week? Because I, I didn't, you know. No, I, I I tuned in a couple of times every day, but I watched the the end of it today because I had interest right. in watching Mark and those guys finish up. But yeah, I didn't tune in a ton. Um, yeah, but if it so was I mean, a, like, but listen, I played that course a couple of times. I don't like that course. Um, right. I, I think the course sucks, and it didn't look very good on TV either. Um, I actually had some people text me pictures like, "Dude, where are they playing at?" It's it's not a great course. It's nothing to write home about. I don't remember anything about it other than there were gators all over the course, um, and it didn't look great on TV. So it, it's definitely something else that just gives you less interest in watching it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, ha- you know, say they are playing this at a place like Bandon Dunes or a place that people are like really desire, like to play and they're making trips there every year or it's on their bucket list like that's the type of venue that they should be having these events at i think it would be so sick to see so how sick would it be if like these guys played like you know hey you got to play all the banding courses you know kind of like a kind of like a pebble experience like even the the part three yeah that's what i was just going to get to is like how fucking sick would it be if they had to go play a nine hole par three match or something like that Right. Like, dude, that would be fun. Cause like, I, to me, like when I'm tuning in and actually like watching a golf tournament, I really enjoy watching them play like short par fours. I really enjoy watching them play 
short par fives because you want to see them hit into the green and make a chance for eagle. Um, and, you know, obviously gettable par threes. Like you and I, we played at preserve. I mean, the longest hole is like 160 yards, which is like a pitching wedge right. for most of those guys. So, and then there were some holes. It could be less or way more. Yeah, it could be way more, right? And, dude, there were some holes that were like 65, 70 yards. But, you know, obviously given the wind, it could be different too. But, dude, how fucking cool would it be like to see these guys tee up at a par three course in a PGA Tour event? It it brings up like in my mind, like the cradle as well in Pinehurst, like they have nine golf courses working on the 10th from what I hear. And then they Mm -hmm. have the cradle. I mean, like these venues are like built for this. And then they, and then they have their putting courses, you know, they have the punch bowl at, uh, and and then they they have the, (laughs) this will do at Pinehurst. Like how, how insane would it be to see like the best golfers in the world go attack these like courses that are designed to just be fun and enjoyable. I think that would be amazing. And, and, and here we go. We're exactly, you know, back to my point, we're talking about what we would like to see and it's all golf course oriented. If you told me, hey, there's going to be a PGA tournament event with all the big names next weekend, and they're playing a par three match, I would be like, what? I'd watch the whole thing because, one, it would be quick. Uh, It wouldn't be that long. Um, You'd probably play a lot quicker, especially if we played, like, the Preserve or something. It'd just be it's such a short par three course. But, dude, I would be all in on that because you'd be like, all right, you're going to be throwing darts into this place. Like how many aces are we going to potentially see? Right. Um, obviously you play like a linksy type of par three. You're going to have a lot of creativity to play off of some of those mounds. And, and then the wind factor is cool to see like, all right. So yeah, you're, you're playing a 90 yard par three, you know, but the wind is playing like a five club, you know, into the wind, you know, these guys hitting like an eight iron into a 80 yard you know, par three or something like that. It, dude, that would be incredible to watch. And I would be, inc- yeah. I'd be so glued to the TV watching that. Um, it'd be tons of fun. So I, I mean, yeah. chances of that ever happening, probably slim, but it'd be amazing. It really would. It really would. So anybody that's listening to this, if any of you guys can pull some strings or you, you know, anybody at the tour or USGA, like let's, uh, let's get that moving. Cause that would just be so huge for the game of golf. I mean, like I said, golf course driven, you know, if a PGA tour events held at Bandon dunes, I'm watching, I honestly had more, you know, I, I was more enthusiastic about watching the USAM, you know, like keeping up with that than, than the Zurich, you know, yeah. and, 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 and a ton of other events that are on tour. And that's, that's, yeah. Literally, just because it's golf course driven. So, yeah, I rest yeah, the case. I'm right there with you. All right, moving on to the next question. So, this week on Twitter, a little battle emerged between Brooks Kepka and Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports. Um, they were, I think, a video surfaced of Dave, how he had unlimited mulligans when he was playing at Shinnecock during the U.S. Open. Uh, it was in 2019, I believe. Um they let him out there to go play the course the week leading up to the event. And they had a little deal on the foreplay pod thing where they were basically saying like Dave had unlimited mulligans to go play this round. I don't know if he had a time limit or not. I'd imagine that he did. Um, he went out there and shot like a couple under par, I think is what his final score was. 66. Oh, so he shot 66. Okay. On a par 72, I think. So he shot six under, um, with unlimited mulligans. And I think he was at least 300 or 400 mulligans in um, during this event. So 
Portnoy, I'm not quite sure what his handicap is, but basically what they got to was that Brooks basically said that he could beat Dave lefty. And Dave responded and said, when and where let's do this and how much. And so Brooks responded, let's do 250 K. If he loses, he'll donate it to the Barstool fund. If Dave somehow found a way to win, he could, uh, or no, sorry. If, if Brooks ended up winning, he would donate it to Brooks's foundation. So 250 K is on the line. There was a video that emerged of Brooks's lefty swing and it looked pretty good. Um, I'm going to throw yeah. that out there. I've seen Dave swing, uh, not so good. So what are the odds? I mean, does, uh, does Brooks just wipe the floor with Portnoy um, during this match? I don't know when they're going to do it, but is, uh, is Portnoy going to be uh, lose? Yeah, I'm, I'm buying that Kepka wins for sure. Uh, I think Portnoy on the first hole at Shinnecock. I mean, obviously, well, like, I don't even care where they play. I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. If it's a U.S. Open course, I don't know. Nah, they'll probably just play somewhere down in Florida like it. Bears Club or yeah. something like okay. that. Okay. Well, if they're if they're playing from the tips, you know, playing on equal terms, I, I think that Brooks is winning. I don't care where they play. Brooks is winning every time. Dave Portnoy got a par on the first hole at Shinnecock with twelve mulligans, and it took him fifteen minutes to finish the hole. That right there just tells me all I need to know. He needs twelve <laughs> mulligans to make a par. I understand it's a U.S. Open course, and Shinnecock is no joke. But I mean, dude. Brooks can can he's an athlete. He can put it together. I I think I could beat Dave Portnoy with my righty swing. My righty swing is pretty solid. And no. dude, Kepka has a little bit more knowledge of the game. He understands the fundamentals of the swing a lot more than I do. So I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine that that Kepka can go out there and shoot <clears throat> probably eighty five on a good round, ninety five on a bad round on a lefty swing. Yeah, I know. I know for a fact that Portnoy is not shooting 85 from the tips anywhere. I bet they play from like the blues or something like that. To be honest with you, I think, I think Brooks will be like, dude, cause I mean, Brooks could probably play from the tips lefty, but realistically it's like, all right, let's play one up or two up. Even it doesn't matter. Um, his swing looked good, dude. The, the shot that I saw, it was out of like a, a hitting bay. It looked like it was with his coach or something. He just piped a drive um, lefty. And it's like, God. Yeah, it was with Claude. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, I think that if he just hits it and play off the tee, lefty, I mean, dude, he could literally just, like, top it to the hole. Top it to the hole and <laughs> protect five. If he protect five every hole, even on the par threes, I mean, I think the problem where you'd have to get a little concerned is if you're hitting over water or something like that, or there's, like, a long carry. And but that's still out of bunkers. But that's the same problem that Dave's going to have to face, right? So, yeah. Um, Honestly, like if they both practice like a minimal amount of time, Lefty and Dave is just practicing, just getting ready for the event. Brooks has the upper hand because you're right. The fundamentals of the swing, what he knows, you know, obviously they're probably going to play at a course that Brooks is familiar with and he's going to know where not to hit it and what to do, blah, blah, blah. So I think Brooks is going to run away with this thing fairly easily and, and raise about $250,000 for his charity. And this is going to obviously help Brooks with this whole new $40 million thing because it's going to bring a lot of awareness to golf because the four-play guys and the you've got the uh, the other guys from Barstool are going to be on the bag uh, for Brooks. So there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this. There's probably going to be a lot more money raised than just the quarter million. So honestly, great play by Brooks. Obviously, it's well-designed, um, this happening behind the scenes, I'm yeah. sure, um, because – 
if anyone has going to compete with them, it's obviously going to be like Ricky or JT and those guys online with social media. But I just feel Ricky's going to lay low. I don't think Ricky cares about the 40 million. I think he cares more about winning and getting back into the realm of like playing well. And if Ricky went all in and did some, some of the shit like this, I think he'd get ridiculed and eaten alive online. But Brooks is going all in for it, dude. So hats off to him to make it happen. Yep, love it. So on the topic of unlimited mulligans, I'm going to ask you a question and then I'll answer it for myself. But do you think that you'd shoot 59 or better with unlimited mulligans at Shinnecock? Yeah, I'm buying. I would shoot 59. Because think about it. Like you you have unlimited mulligans, no time limit. Like I would start early. I would get out there and make sure I hit every damn fairway. Well, say there's like a say there's like a six hour time limit. Okay. Okay, it's just six hours. I still think I'd do it. Six hours is a lot of time for one guy to go play around a golf with unlimited mulligans. I feel like I could get the round done in four hours with unlimited mulligans. And without unlimited mulligans, if I'm playing by myself with no one in front of me, I'm getting a round done in probably two and a half hours. I'm a very quick golfer. So mm-hmm. we're hitting fair if we're hitting fairways, right? And then maybe taking one, maybe two mulligans in each fairway. And then take however many you want once you hit the green. I mean, you're going to make putts. Like, there's no reason why I could not birdie every hole. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like... I'm, I'm going to try this one day at, at my club. I know it's not a U.S. Open course, but it's still a tough course. It's where they have the PNC Championship. Mm-hmm. And I, I firmly believe that I could I could do it. I mean, I could birdie every hole with unlimited mulligans. I birdied every hole at the golf course hand, like tons of times over. So there's no reason. There's no. Re- yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, listen, I like. Uh, look, I'm not nearly as good of a golfer as you are, but I, I'm buying it for myself as well because at the end of the day, like, if you don't like your tee ball, real quick, reload, hit another one real fast. You know, get one in the fairway, remotely decent, and then yeah. you're gonna hit one to two, three mulligans maybe from the fairway into the green. As long as you're getting it within. 15 feet or so um of the pen i mean dude now you you're on the green hustle up there you can sit there and putt 10 of them i mean after you get the read i mean that's the thing that's part of my game that i'm decent at is putting so like if i if i'm putting and i get the line like three or four times i feel like i could make one of those you're gonna make a putt you're gonna yeah so it's like maybe if I'm running against the clock at the end, you won't birdie every single hole, but you've got to shoot like, you know, 13 under. So it's like, you need to birdie 13 of the holes to get to 59. So I honestly, like I I'm buying for myself. I'm buying for you. Um, I mean, if, and I've seen Portnoy swing, the fact that he shot 66 is, you know, proof in the pudding right there that you just got to shoot seven under from what he did and you're good. So I'm buying and buying all day long. Um, last but not least, I know you're a big proponent of this, so I'm just going to go ahead and give away your answer, but I'm going to let you just come up with it anyways. But, you know, you've got, you know, people who play barefoot, you got people who, you know, still wear their, the white belt. You get people who, you know, rock the bucket hat, you get people who wear the visor, you get all this stuff, but one fashion, one, yeah, you get hoodies, the big topic, obviously this last year, but Um, one topic that has emerged is just the relaxation of golf in general and people showing up with an untucked shirt, um, you know, buy or sell. Do you think that's appropriate? 
you know, country club rules aside. Okay, let's just throw those out of the window. Yeah. Are you cool with just untucked shirt? You think that's kosher for everybody to show up and play untucked? 100% buying. If you look at my Instagram, I haven't tucked my shirt in at any golf course in, I don't know, years. And there's some where, like, I went to Bay Hill and they were like, hey, can you tuck your shirt in? And I tucked it in. And then as soon as I got on the first tee, I untucked that motherfucker. And then no one said a word for the rest of the day. I even went into the clubhouse. Nothing. No, not a word. It was just yeah. one guy in, in the pro shop that, that you know, has a problem. And I get it. I get the heritage of the game. I understand that it, that it's a gentleman's game and blah, blah, blah. But, like, are we still wearing fucking suits like they did when they re- originally came up with golf and when it was still called Spell Met and Cove? That's, like, the original name of golf. If you No, but can you do a YouTube video for us wearing a suit? Yes, that would be kind of cool. Like, hey guys, this is this is what you're supposed to wear. Aren't you aren't you aware of that? Like, it's such bullshit. You don't have to tuck your fucking shirt in. It is so ridiculous. It is a sport, right? It's a sport. I don't think that you have to do that. It's un- it's uncomfortable. It's hot down here in Florida. I don't I don't want my gut just just you know collecting moisture. No thanks. I would like. Yeah, to no way. Little- Why would you want that? I would like some airflow. I would like some mobility. I think it looks a little bit cleaner personally. And I think it looks more athletic. And it physically is more athletic. So I'm a big proponent behind the whole uh, untuck your shirt movement. I I, I think it's uh, an an absolute necessary step in the the involvement of the game. And, And, but there's a bunch of other things as well, like hats on in the clubhouse and, you know, you know, take your hat off. Like honestly, personally, uh, you know, prior to my haircut, had I taken my hat off in a clubhouse, it would be much worse of a look for your membership. I'm I'm so sorry for my, my terrible. It's, it's, it's just, it's, I don't understand it. I don't get it. it. It, we have to evolve. We have to evolve. We have to evolve. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm buying too. I'm I'm a big fan of the look because I've got a nice um, little belly going on right now, and I just feel like, hey, if I'm tucking in my shirt, it makes me feel a little like uncomfortable. I don't feel good about myself. I don't like the way it looks. You know, when I've been fit and I feel good, I don't mind tucking my shirt in. To be honest with you, I don't mind it. Um, would I prefer it? No. Uh, I like the untucked look, and we both obviously. Um, our ambassadors for Puma golf. Um, I think they make incredible shirts that are great for untucked. Um, look, mm-hmm. there's some brands that aren't. Um, I honestly yeah. think like the one time that I ever remember you tucking in your shirt and I did with you was when we played at Purcell farms, when they made everybody wear those like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really big shirts. Cause like, so normally I'd wear a large in Cobra or starting Puma. And I think I asked for a large I don't even know what brand it was. Was it FJ? I think it was an FJ shirt. It was a FootJoy shirt. Yeah. So that thing was like a double X. It was a large, but it fit like a double X. And so to wear that untucked, you you would look like you're wearing a dress. You'd look like a girl going to bed with your boyfriend's (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. Um, So you and I are both. And I think you posted that picture actually when you were like, yeah, I lost all this weight um and you have your shirt tucked in and that dude honestly like that's like the last time i remember really wearing a shirt tucked in as well but i i'm not a big fan of doing it um i don't see the problem with it unless you know you just i guess you can you can look like an idiot like if you wore that shirt untucked i think you'd look like an idiot i also think it looks bad when you're wearing pants like if you're wearing pants and you untuck your shirt that's not a good look 
No, I mean, and, but to touch on the thing, like I lost a bunch of weight. Like the other day, I, I was just in front of the mirror and I, I put shorts on and I had a shirt on and I had a shirt that I really like, but it is a little bit flowy. And I was like, well, if I tuck it in, like what's it look like? I tucked it in, put the belt on. It, I look great. Like I look fine. I felt comfortable. And, you know, like, so the, the whole like, oh, like big dudes don't want to tuck their shirt and thing kind of went out the window. It's like, I, I look great in it, but it was just like, so I, I just couldn't get past the image of having my <laughs> shirt tucked in. It was just, it was just, it felt so fucking weird and nerdy and just not cool, man. Like it just, it wasn't me. It's not cool. I, yeah, dude. I, it's like so hard to put, but I've just evolved so far past that now. And I, I just don't think it's necessarily a good look. You've got these guys out on tour, right? And they're all tucked in and they, they look great. And, and, and they, they, but they, their shit is like premium fit. Like I, I got to see yeah. like Ricky's clothes and Bryson's clothes. And like that, their, their whole outfit is not what you're buying in the store. It isn't. No. It is. No. It is literally so perfectly fit for them and it's to specs. And, it stays nice and tucked. I'm convinced they wear fucking clothespins under their shirts or some shit to keep them tucked. <laughs> but, they do the uh, shirt that, that they like buttons underneath their ball sack and it just stays yeah. perfect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, that little onesie thing. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Man, I, you just got to get past it. We do. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm a big fan of it. I'm buying as you are as well. So, you know, listen, do we, do you do whatever you're comfortable with, but we are buying untucked look all day long. So let's move over to our out of bounds segment. Four! So we missed this last week. Um, we burned through it, but we're going to talk about something that's emerged. This actually didn't just emerge today. It was like a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so. Uh, Golf WRX posted something about the Kardashians all getting a new set of clubs. Um, they all got a bunch of staff bags. They all got new clubs down from from driver all the way down to wedge and putter from Callaway and if you went through the comments on that post it was a bloodbath Callaway got absolutely destroyed because you know that Caitlyn Jenner and the Kardashians and all those guys they're not buying those clubs and they're not getting these custom staff bags with their names on it and stuff like that, paying for that. You know, Callaway is obviously forking out and paying all this money. And it's like, is it money well spent, right? You know, I know there's a lot of eyeballs on the Kardashians and you get the whole grow the game movement, which you're going to, people are going to say, but is it really growing the game? Do you think the people that are following Kim Kardashian and, and, you know, all these people are, are going to go, oh, you know what? I'm going to go pick up the game of golf now. I'm going to go buy Callaway clubs, you know? So they, they were just getting destroyed, okay? But then today, Kim went to the driving range, had her bag on display, hit some shots. Honestly, swing. not that bad. Like, I, I mean, not great, but I thought it was going to be way worse, okay? I'll just put it that way. I was expecting a lot worse. But again, I, I posted, I made a meme making fun of it, saying Callaway's stock is in the tank, and um, I I don't know. You see the comments. People are like, "Dude, I'm selling yeah. my Callaway clubs. I'm going to TaylorMade. I'm going to Cobra. Blah blah blah." You know, and it's like, and you know, they're probably kidding around, but it's like, is this like 
I don't know. What's your take on this, dude? Do you think, like, we, we talked about the TikTok video of Bubba dancing in the sand, like, literally, idiot, you know, literally what I was about to bring up. Literally. Yeah. I mean, is it good for the game, dude? Is this, is this growing so, golf? So I was literally using that as like my argument. I was literally just thinking of it. So I don't think it's nearly as bad as the TikTok thing. Right. Okay. I think I, I you put the monetary value aside, like, this is a way better move than the tour or, you know, waste management bringing out two random TikTokers that really have, have done. Have you seen them swing a golf club? Nope. But I've seen Kim Kardashian swing one now, which is great. Like, it's good to see you're actually out there utilizing it and getting after it. You know, that's going to inspire some women to get out there on the golf course and hit, hit, hit some golf balls. Like it, it definitely will. The power that that, family has i guarantee you it converted into some sort of sales right and it doesn't even matter the amount of sales but two tiktokers dancing in a bunker with bubba watson did absolutely nothing for the game of golf it did nothing no yeah that fucked up the game of golf because you're gonna have fucking kids running out dancing in the sand doing tiktok videos i mean maybe but i mean like i don't think i don't think that two tiktokers dancing you know, at, at a golf course, they encourage other kids to go dance at a golf course. They're just going to be like, why would I go dance at a golf course? I'll just dance. I, even even the other TikTok kids were like, what the fuck are you doing on a golf course? Like, just go dance where other people normally fucking dance. Like, yeah. anybody logical would see that. But yeah, I, I just really don't see that that whole thing moving the needle. But, I, you know, I understand what Callaway's trying to do. They're doing, they're going, they're going on a, on a limb here and they're, they're making, you know, what they know would definitely be a, you know, it's a move and it's going to be opinionated, but but that's what drives engagement, right? Like, you know, when you post a piece of content, that's your whole page, right? You're posting edgy shit that people are going to love and some people are going to hate. And if you didn't have people hating it, you would not be as successful as you are. Like, it's a fact, right? Yeah. That, that's, no, there's, that's, listen, there's, there's people who hate a lot, hate, hate a lot of stuff that I post and it's hilarious. And right. it's like, wow. But I, I guess, dude, I, I, I agree with everything that you said. I think it's way better than the TikTok bullshit. But the one thing that I know is, is this. So like there's this business behind Instagram that not a lot of people who are listening are familiar with. Okay. Like you and I are familiar with this because we make a living off of this and, you know, we want to try to grow our business even more every day. Well, the Kardashians have what we would call an elite business in social media okay i've heard stories that for a post they're getting paid millions of dollars okay and there's no fucking way that they got all of these clubs and bags you know just for free and they were going to post about it um when it all happened and that she was going to go to the driving range and post about it. Because listen, there's a lot of celebrities just like Kim Kardashian that buy their shit. They don't want to be bothered. They just buy their shit or have their people buy their shit. And they're at the driving range today. They're at the driving range no, tomorrow. They're working sure. on their game, you know? So this is obviously a paid deal. There's no yes. fucking doubt about it. So, and Kim is like, you know, one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid in the family when it comes to Instagram posts. What are they paying? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the biggest question here is like, you have Callaway who I think like laid people off last year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And 
you've got, you know, they're not willing to pay certain like influencers that are actually in the golf space that are going to create content on the regular and all that stuff. And they're going to pay her millions of dollars. Like, I don't know the number, but it's definitely millions of dollars. And I don't know that what she did today, they're going to get the ROI. I really don't. I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I, I really don't see it. Um, because you had a negative to it as well. I mean, you see, yeah, maybe there's like 200 women, you know, in her following, let's just say 200, which maybe it could be less or it could be more or whatever. But let's say 200 women that are like, Oh my God, I'm going to go buy a set of Callaway clubs. They're probably not buying the clubs that Kim swing in. They're just buying like a normal box set or something like that. And I'm going to go hit the local driving range or I'm going to go to Topgolf or something like that. Okay. And, you know, Callaway owns Topgolf now. So good for them. But maybe there's 200 people or so that it affected. Okay. So those box sets cost like $250, you know, so you just made like 50 grand or something like that. I don't know. Like, so I don't, dude. And and then like, maybe it's way more than 200 people. I don't know. dude. I don't know the power of her page, but you also have all these people who are like us, you know, or like regular golfers that you could see in the comments, dude, that are like, fuck this. Like they don't like it, you know? And I don't know that I totally agree with that. I think that they need to chill. I think it's great that anyone takes up the the game of golf. I really do. Um, And honestly, her swing wasn't as bad as I would have thought it would have been. Um, She's probably been around the game her whole life. I'm imagining. Um, But I don't think it's a bad thing that she's involved and she wants to get more involved in golf. I think it's great, but dude, they paid her millions of dollars. I guarantee it. And it kind of makes me sick. I really do wonder what the number was because like, okay, for one, she's not tagging them. Right. It's just showing the brand, but it's all over the bag. It's a fucking Callaway staff bag. Yeah. It's Callaway. It's Callaway. But then it's also in stories, right? So it's not, it's not a, a main feed post. But she literally did one post uh, today or yesterday. No, it was today, eight hours. No, ago. dude, it was like six stories. Yeah, but it was like six stories. But the only one you see, you only see one story where it shows the actual branding of Callaway, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you're getting one story. And I know they did a story prior when they got their bags. It was like one story but or two. But so you got one story on Kim Kardashian's page which isn't a post, which we know she gets millions of dollars for, and no tag, and it just shows Callaway one time. So I, I really do wonder what the number was there. I, I, I'd love to know. Like, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall when it came to that deal. But I've also seen, you know, Callaway in, and, and Cobra as well, in like movies and shows like Entourage, right? Where you're getting a, pr- probably pretty close to the to the same amount of eyeballs like honestly because people actively watch shows right and you're seeing that branding a lot more so i i I, you know i know they they have a big budget for like media outside of social media so i wonder if they like cut into that uh, and and kind of utilize that it's hard to say but like i remember in like entourage and other and other uh recent shows and netflix shows and things i've seen where i've seen like cobra golf and puma golf and i've seen yeah so i restarted watching entourage actually and i'm on like season three now it's funny to have an indoor simulator um in their house and drama is wearing this vest and it's got the puma logo all over it i was like holy shit and you start seeing 
more stuff and you see full swing golf has a staff bag right next to the simulator and, and like and that's living in perpetuity like that's yeah. going to be there forever so this story is going to disappear in 24 hours so yeah you got to think about that as well so yeah that's true so i googled and real quick it says and i don't know how up to date this is 2020 but it says the range that has been previously reported is from 300,000 to 500,000 per post up to 1 million though for certain uh, instances so if you look at it this way if you say all right let's say it's a million dollars that she posts for a post for story. She's probably charging 30 or 40% of that. Okay. Okay. So let's just say, and then obviously you had the previous stories that went on with the whole family and then you got the bags and stuff. Let's just say that a half a million dollars was spent on this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what more comes of it, but half a million dollars was spent on Kim Kardashian or the Kardashian family uh, hitting Callaway golf clubs. Like, I wonder if they come out on top on this thing. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's, it's hard because you gotta, you gotta figure out what your audience is. I mean, like it depends on the product, right? If it's something that Kim Kardashian is absolutely going to sell, like $500,000 would be a steal. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But it's a golf product. So, you know, I don't know if she's, lowering her rates for certain items or she's raising them for certain items because they're going to perform better i personally would but you know i mean yeah i mean if some if they were like if they were like hey listen we're gonna give your whole family a set of brand new clubs staff bags with names on it real cute you know whatever the way she looked at it or whatever and say and we're gonna line you up with the top instructors that we know at your club and we're going to get your game to where you can actually enjoy it and have fun and go out on the course or whatever. That's something where I can see a celebrity being like, Hey, <clears throat> I'm willing to do some stuff on my stories for either cheaper or gratis. Because at the end of the day, like what I found out about a lot of these like pro athletes that played like NFL or NBA and stuff, like they want to like have hobbies and they want to go out and do stuff. And a lot of them have found golf. Right. And like, if they can become better at golf, I mean, you know, dude, like a lot of people will do anything they can to become, do anything they can to become better at golf. So if I can get paid a little bit of money, but if it's not as much as I normally get paid, but I got the best product out there, you know, and best technology and I got the best instructors, you know, maybe you'd be willing to do something you normally wouldn't for like a beauty line product or something like that. Um, So maybe there was some type of deal behind the scenes that was had, who knows, but if they're spending a half a million or more or millions of dollars on this thing, I don't know that it's worth it. I yeah, just don't I see say- it. So, but Hey, welcome to the game of golf. Best of luck. Maybe you want to jump on the pod, Kim, and we could talk about this and we could see kind of, you know, how your game's progressing, what your index is. And, you know, maybe you can come join us at one of the next PGA memes challenges. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> We'd love it. So, hey, we've got uh, an awesome guest. We talked about this in the beginning of the pod, but Jake Adams, stand-up comedian, golfer. He's a host at the Country Club Adjacent podcast. He's been at some of uh, PJ Memes Challenge events. Uh, All-around good dude. He is on a venture right now, day 25 of day 30, um, to hit a golf ball in every state in America. I think he is making his way into Idaho, I think, as we speak. So we're going to catch up with him and just see – what the last few days of this venture looks like for him, what the game plan is and learn a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes as he's traveled across the country and uh, 
and catch up with him. So let's go ahead and meet up with Jake here uh, at the 19th hole. All right, we're joined by Jake Adams here at the 19th hole. What's up, Jake? How you doing, man? What's going on, boys? Nice to see you guys. You look tired. That, uh, that is because I am indeed tired. You've been running around all over the country, I think, huh? You got to... Uh... Yeah. I mean, dude, if I have a day that I only have to drive seven hours, I'm like, oh, light work. Like, let's go. Can well, get a so, nap in. This is insane. So, obviously, we, we lead into this t- telling our listeners that you're driving all over the United States to go hit a golf ball in every state over these last uh, well, 30 days of, of April and you're on day 25 right now, you're literally, are you driving across the country by yourself? You have nobody with you? Nope. Uh, me and uh, at this point, a pretty smelly Subaru. I bet it reeks of, yeah, I bet that's, that car smells delicious right now. <laughs> Wait, quick, quick question, quick question before we dive in, just like one, you know, just random question. How many showers have you taken uh, throughout the uh, past 20, 20 or 25 last days? I would say uh, under 10 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> more golf balls have been hitting than showers that's a hundred percent i last night okay so last night like i got to stay in a hotel uh because uh like the, like i did something for the connor moore show and i needed wi-fi so they got me a hotel but to make up for lost time i took three showers <laughs> that makes sense that makes sense. but other than that i've just it. been in a scuba that well, is dude, amazing. We're, we're, pumped, we're pumped to uh, we're pumped to have you on the show. Um, you know, for those of you guys that have been following along on Instagram, you've seen it on other pages other than Jake's page because it is going viral. You've been on the news. You've been all over the place. But Jake is hitting a golf ball in every state in under 30 days. That's quite a task, quite a challenge. I don't think anyone uh, has ever set out to do this before. And it, you might be paving a way for other people to try it as well. So it's it's kind of a trend-setting thing. I personally want to go try it, but. Um, you know, I never would have had the thought to do so. So what, what really inspired this man? Like what, what was the driving force here? Um, you know, I've been asked that question a couple of times, uh, not taking away uh, from your interviewing skills at all, Rusty, yeah. uh, yeah. Good, good question, <laughs> um, but I wish I had, uh, a... <laughs> I, I wish... that's pretty good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> no, I mean, you got to lead with the hitters, you know? So yeah. Uh, congrats on all your success. Um, but no, I, I wish I had a, a better answer. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, I guess it's just like, why not? You know, like I've, I've, I've always wanted to see all the states. Um, and I love uh, just the idea of like creating your own journey and adventure. Like my favorite thing to do is like when I'm, when I'm working out is to find a hike. And then like, if I find a tree, I can do a pull up on. I'm like, oh, let's go. Like, I feel fulfilled. It's like I've done something today. Um, and then obviously I do these like 30 day challenges so just each year, I want to take it to the next level. Um, so I'm already planning what next year's will be. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, last, last year was just hitting a golf ball under a lake and jumping in with all my clothes on every day for 30 years, uh, for 30 days. Um, so yeah, I mean, it all just kind of came together randomly. I was just driving to, um, like driving to Colorado one day, and I stopped on the side of the road and hit a golf ball. And it was just so beautiful, the scenery. And I'm like, man, I mean, I could, I could probably do this in, in every state. Um, so, so, so so leading up to this though, like how many States had you been to before you did this? Like, like, do do you know that number? Like how many States had you been to physically before you actually took on this adventure? You know, I mean, probably like half of them, maybe 25. I've done a bit of traveling, but like not, not anything crazy. Like I'm, there's a couple of States that I just won't ever go back to, you know, or like wouldn't ever go to if it wasn't for this trip. Sure. 
Sure. I, 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 saw, I saw you on the news talking very uh, highly of Mississippi. You want to give us a little detail behind that as to why the state was such on the shit list for you or what? Yeah. I mean, okay. So to be honest up top, I didn't know what the zoom interview was for. Um, like my, I, I made the mistake one day of just like calling uh, my mom, like in passing, I was like, Oh, you're kind of like a momager. Um, and then since then, uh, she's signed every one of her emails and comments and DMS as Jake's momager. Um, so she's mm -hmm. been like hitting up all these like news accounts. And so she set this one up for me and I was like, oh, I don't know. My mom got me this interview. Like, well, I don't have no idea what it is. <laughs> so I was just saying whatever, just messing around. And I had no idea that it was uh, good morning America. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I was just, uh, he was just like, he was like, what is like some cool things about the trip? And I'm like, yeah, every state has something beautiful in it, you know, like, uh, except for Mississippi, uh, like don't go there. <laughs> um, and Loki, I do kind of stand by that. Like I don't uh, plan on going back. Um, it's not, it's like if you could pick any state. But, no, yeah, there's, there's uh, good, there's good and bad in every state. I mean, I'll say, look, so I've been to like 46 states. I've been to almost all of them. Oh, no way. Yeah. But Mississippi's one that like, there's nothing that I like remember about it. Where are you at currently? Cause I, seeing you sitting in a car and I see tractors, trail tractor trailers driving by you. And honestly, I'm a little bit worried for your safety. There's snow outside. For those of you that are listening, we're painting a picture here. Jake is sitting in his car. There looks to be a log cabin to his right in the interstate behind him. Where, where are you at? I just left Yellowstone. Um, so I, I just crossed into the Idaho border. Um, so yeah, I, I'm actually pretty surprised that you were able to pick up any of this. I didn't think Idaho had service anywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, so I just crossed the border. But Yellowstone was was so beautiful, man. I mean, my, my biggest mistake on this trip was not allowing more time to just hang out in Yellowstone because that, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the most beautiful parts of the country, right there. I like if you go there in snow in the winter, you can go snowmobiling, you can go skiing in Jackson Hole area. Um, summers are beautiful mm -hmm. there too. It's it's great. So can't wait to can't wait to see you hit a golf ball there. By the way, so have you already yeah, posted? I, have, have you already posted Idaho yet or no? Uh, no, Idaho. I'm about to hang out with a uh, gold yeller uh, all day tomorrow. So nice. Uh, nice. yeah, gonna, he we like we um, got this hockey rink like. He's boys with the people who own this minor league hockey rink. So try to hit a golf ball and some skates tomorrow. Coach Rusty style. Oh, nice. All right. Nice. I'm actually about to start up men's league May 16th. So. I love to see well, that. Hell yeah. that. That's great. Well, don't get hurt. You got a couple more days left to go. So tell us, you got, you got a little bit of a, a stretch there to get the North uh, Pacific Northwest done. And then you've got the last two big ones. You got Alaska and Hawaii. Like what's your game plan to get this thing rounded out? Yeah, I mean, so uh, Bandon Dunes, um, got to send it. It's super far, but it's going to be worth it. And then uh, park my car in Seattle and hop on a plane, go to Alaska for literally a couple hours, um, and then uh, maybe jump in the water in Alaska, see if it's really cold, and uh, and then just go to Hawaii and then uh, take a nap forever. <laughs> <laughs> dude i love that you're incorporating band and dunes in this that's like my favorite place in the country so yeah coach got been. to come with me this last year we went uh, it was his first visit uh i've gone every year for like the last seven years and every time i go it's like unbelievable dude it's such an awesome place does that dude uh michael hook it up for you when you go sure. yeah, he, he, yeah he, he he laid out the red carpet for us last time we went so 
Is he, yeah, are you working with him to make sure you get the right shot that you want or what do you? Um, yeah, to be honest, like I pitched him an idea and he was super into it. And then I think I got too excited. And I sent him like seven DMs in a row. So I haven't heard back yet. <laughs> Just show up. Just show up. If you need some help, we'll send him a ping and, and we'll make sure it happens. Um, but yeah, dude, Bandon's phenomenal. I, I can't wait to see what you do there because there's, I can literally think of five, 10 spots off the top of my head there that would just be incredible for uh, a piece of content for you. So hopefully that goes well. Don't, don't, you don't have to tell us, you don't have to tell us, but we're, we're definitely. If, if I were to give you a suggestion and have any input as to what you should do, you should try to get yourself out to the 12 tee box at Bandon Dunes. It's a par okay. three with the ocean backdrop. That would be sick. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 I'm into yeah. it. Have, um, you been, have you been, have we, have you been there yet? No, no, I said it's never been. Uh, oh, never yeah. been. Perfect. But dude, definitely we, a highlight of the trip was uh was going to Payne's Valley in uh uh, uh the Ozarks or uh, Missouri. That place is so yes. cool. Have you have you guys made it out there? No, nah, dude, I want to bad though. It looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh uh yeah, that place is incredible. Well, tell um, us a little bit about that because not a lot of people have been there. As, as everybody knows, it's Tiger's new track there and obviously they have a lot of other great golf courses there and the amenities are obviously amazing the fishing's good life's good there it seems amazing i want to go but give us a little bit of a uh you know paint a picture for us on your experience there yeah i mean uh i mean you walk into the place and it's just immediately like oh i mean this just feels like the most ideal place ever for like a a a boy's trip uh it kind of has those vibes for sure um but uh but yeah i mean uh, they have like three courses and then two full 18 hole uh, par three that like you said, one of them is like as pristine as like Augusta's par, uh, par three track. Um, so I, I actually didn't really get to play the course. I just, uh, they, they let me go down to 19 and hit a shot. Um, but yeah, you, it, it you was stuck so it cool. close too. Yeah. yeah, yeah kind of career. <laughs> uh, once in a while <laughs> things line up. <laughs> no, it's cool how you've incorporated like, you had police officers that saw you did that in Oklahoma. You just, you did something with the security guard or an officer. Uh, was it in uh, Indiana or what was that last one? That, you that was uh, Iowa. And no, it was so- Iowa. You were in, first of all, why like, we were all laughing about this because I think you've said that your sister helped you route this out. Why in the fuck did she send you to Gary? That's like the worst place <laughs> in the country. Camden, New Jersey and Gary, Indiana are like the worst places you can go to, dude. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that information, um, but uh, I just thought the name was funny. So I was like, yeah, I'll go to Gary, Indiana. What else am I supposed to do there? Uh, so, but yeah, then I, and then literally every house was uh, uh, like, looked like it just went through a hurricane. It was wild. Like it, everything was broken wow. down. Yeah, that's not a good place. I So I worked in Chicago <laughs> for like six months when I was, this, I mean, dude, this was forever ago. This is called like 15, 16 years ago. And we went to Gary because it's like right on the line of the state, I think. And we went there for like four hours. And every gas station had like bulletproof glass. Like, like it was just insane. Like I felt like my, my life felt threatened everywhere I went. I was like, what is with this place? I had no idea what it was because I felt safe everywhere in Chicago except for like the South Side area. And I went home and like started researching about Gary, Indiana. And I'm like, holy shit, this place is like murder capital of the country. Like, it's not good, dude. So I'm glad you made that alive. I'm glad we're talking to you. 
Yeah, dude, I was so scared. Like, I was honestly scared hitting that golf shot. Um, and then, yeah, I just, like, just dipped out immediately, obviously. But, yeah, not the best choice. So, let me ask you this. So, Lost State, obviously, is going to be Hawaii for you. Have you picked an island as to where you get your shot yet? Yeah, yeah. I'm just flying into Honolulu. And I'm going to stay there for uh, three nights um, once once I get there. Um, and, uh, yeah, just just absolutely chill. Play, play some golf. I, uh, there's a, there's a golf company out there. Um, uh, I'm going to mess up their name, but, um, yeah, yeah. Wahoo. It's like a Wahoo golf or something like that, but they, they reached out. And so they like set up, like they have like six or seven tee times blocked off. So do like a little mini tournament. And then uh, I'm going to go play, uh, uh, Ernie L's golf course, um, on, on Sunday. Um, so yeah. Get, get gonna, a couple good you, rounds you, in. you definitely deserve a little R and R after this uh, shindig you've had going on these last thirty days. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, for uh, sure, man. Yeah. No, I love I love the creativity behind it. Um, it's an insane to see how fast you're moving because I'm a road trip guy. I always get in the car and go. And what you're doing is insane. Like, not even like your average truck driver could withstand probably with your what you're doing. Like, I don't know how you're not like snorting Adderall right now to stay awake, dude. <laughs> Um, but I love the pins and aces gear, dude. I'm a big pins and aces guy. I love Nick and those uh, guys. I love seeing all the gear and the head covers and stuff. Like you're doing awesome stuff, man. I love it. Thanks dude. Yeah. I mean like it, it sets in like a couple of times in the trip. Like when I'm just dropped, like yesterday, uh, I, I drove like five hours out of my way to go see like an oversized cow in North Dakota. And I was just like, oh, what dude. am I doing in my life? <laughs> why, why am I making this choice? Right living. Now? Yeah, but when will you ever go to North Dakota ever again? Like, you know, real talk, like you're probably not going to go there again in your life or maybe once or something, but go and enjoy it. Go see some stuff while you can. I know you're, you're working against the clock though, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, But I kind of like had the thought on this trip, like some of the places it, it's, it's the right amount of time to spend in a place. Like if you, if you go to the grand Canyon, like with your family, uh, and then you're just like, you're just there. Like you're, just, you have to spend way more time at one point. You're like, all right, I'm ready. But then like, you know, your kid wants to stay and you're like, you got to wait right. for like your wife to use the bathroom or whatever. And, uh, you know, like I, I went there for like, hit a golf shot, you know, sat there for like 20 minutes, looked at the abyss, like, you know, it was like, okay, I'm, I, I thought about life for a minute and let's, let's keep it moving. I feel like I, I spent yeah. the right amount of time. Yeah. I was surprised you didn't do the four corners. I mean, you didn't take any shortcuts there. Yeah. 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 I just felt like uh, a little bit of a cheat code. Um, I mean, it also was closed. Like it was actually closed because of COVID, but I, I still wouldn't have done it. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, just wanted to, uh, you know, also wanted to see all the States, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, Absolutely. I love what you're doing, man. I, I can't wait to hear what the next 30 day challenge is going to be. So you always come up with something creative and we look forward I can tell to you guys, it, so. if you, if you want to know, I already, yeah, uh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. How do you, how do you step it up from here? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's uh there's 50 countries in Europe. Um, so that's going to be the next end for, for a month. Wow. Are you oh, serious? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess you can drive all over the place and get from country to country in Europe. A little easier, well, give but you're probably going to have to use the plane a little bit more, I'm imagining. Yeah, there'll be definitely some plane rides. I got to step up the sponsor game a little bit. I mean, like, shout out Pins and Aces for sure. But, yeah. uh, you know, I got to maybe tack on a few more if I want to. Nick, come on, buddy. Hey, Nick, you got to up the budget some, uh, for next year, dude. 
<laughs> some plane rides, some plane rides, some boat rides, uh, maybe some train rides. That that'll be really cool, man. So give us this. What uh, what state had you if you have it mapped out? What state are you starting with, or country? Sorry, what country are you starting with, and which are you ending with? Honestly, don't no know point. at this point. It's just We're like I found out how many countries there were, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. But uh, as soon as like you know, COVID kind of clears, uh, that's that's the next end for sure. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, we'll try to think of some sponsors and stuff like that that could help out because I don't think Penzanese is very big over there in, in Europe, but maybe, maybe he wants to expand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So Let's that's go. awesome, though, dude. I love the creativity. I mean, I was wondering what you were going to say because you got this is a big stage you set to, uh, you know, you've gone from jumping in a lake every day and you're fully when you're fully dressed to this. So this is a big jump for next year. So I'm looking forward dude, to it. I mean, Perfect sponsor for you would be European tour. I mean, you're literally doing a European tour. Like, I don't know why they want to get on board. Plus they're insane. They beat the PGA tour when it comes to delivering like cool activations and cool content. So I think that would be a huge, huge partnership for you. Let's make that I mean, happen. That would be amazing. Yeah. Let's get, let's, let's make some phone calls. I'm in your corner, man. We got your back. We will love to see it. We're always, uh, Right, well, I, I actually know just the agent at IMG that works with the European tour. So I will actually send an email to see if we can. Let's go. Let's so, do it. All right, man. Yeah. Just friends helping friends, man. Well, Jake, dude, yeah. I, I'm glad that you joined us. Excited for you to uh, finish this thing off and we'll see you out in LA sometime soon once you're back home and rested. So dude, thank you for having me on. Uh, you guys are killing it. Keep doing what you're doing. All right, man. Thanks. We'll drive I safe. Really Tell Jeremy it. said hi tomorrow, man. See you later. We'll do. All right. Bye. Later. That was pretty cool, man. It was great to uh, finally get to talk to him and see the behind the scenes on what's going on. I mean, 50 states in 30 days, that's pretty incredible. And uh, I think what he's doing is pretty cool for the game of golf. It's good to see that he's uh, gaining some traction with that. And it's also fun to hear about what he's got going on possibly in Europe next year. So really yeah. cool to have him on, Jake. We wish you the best of luck, man. I mean, do you think he could do it? You think he could pull off uh, 50 states in 30 days? I don't like to do it by myself. I mean, I, I, I mean, we said on there in the interview, like I've driven a lot in the country. Like I drove to Florida for my tournament. I'm going to drive to New Jersey, but I've got Mike Mason and Colin Yost joining me. And like, I'm really looking forward to like the road trip. I mean, by the way, if you want to fly to Dallas and then drive with us to Jersey, dude, it's going to be a good time. Uh, it's a long drive, but like you're going to pass. Okay. He's going to pass real quick. But like, dude, it's like, we're going to stop and play golf at, at awesome courses. We're going to stop and like drink at cool bars and just have fun. And like, I like road trips. I mean, they get old Shit. after now, a now while. May, now maybe not drink at cool bars. Wait, <laughs> dude. No, dude. We're going to stop at like Sweetens Cove. We're going to, we're going to play at some awesome places. We're going to drink at some awesome places and we'll have fun. Mike and Colin say they're like the ultimate road trip warriors. So like, I have that going for me, but to do it alone, like one, you got to get really bored. I fall asleep behind the wheel pretty easily. So you got to be like crazy on like coffee or Adderall or something. Like, I don't know what he's doing, like really to make it work because dude, like he posts a video, like, Hey, I'm golfing in Iowa today. And then the next thing you know, he's in Idaho. It's like, dude, that's insane. So I, let me ask you this. This is a little off the cuff. This is a little dark, but like you, you jerk off in your car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the, like does he have does he have some have some lubaru in the subaru <laughs> for the six people that have continued to listen through the duration of this podcast um 
I don't know that I would quite get to that point, but I was surprised to hear. I, it sounds like he's not staying at a hotel every night. Like the no, fact that not. he said he's like, like, dude, like, come on, man. Like you could be staying at hotels that are like 80 bucks. Like there's, there's like, especially in some of these areas where you're like on the highway and I don't know. I, I don't think I could do that. The fact that he said he showered like 10 times in the last 25 days and yeah, sitting in the car and like, man, like he's got to burn those clothes. <laughs> he, I think he's going to have to sell this car when he gets home. Like, can you bet? Can you imagine how fucking bad that car smells right now? I don't want to know what's in that car right now. <laughs> not, <laughs> well, if he's doing what you were suggesting, then it's probably some some really crusty socks or whatever. Buy or sell? Has Jake Adams masturbated <laughs> in his car? In I'm gonna buy that. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm buying. I'm buying that right now. <laughs> Oh, oh my god sorry jake they didn't, but... talk, they didn't talk about that on the network on good morning america <laughs> oh my god oh. Oh, if man. i ever go to la and jake offers to pick me up at the airport i'm fucking passing <laughs> uber uber i'm gonna yeah, run the I'm... uber not not the luber <laughs> not the luber <laughs> Uh, he took dude, Jake takes me as a Subaru guy, so I wasn't surprised to hear that he's driving a Subaru. Yeah, yeah, definitely Subaru guy, just like Matt Cardis was prior to the uh Winnebago Mercedes Benz conversion. <laughs> Big upgrade. Big that upgrade. car definitely has been jerked off in for sure. <laughs> yeah, that one I can guarantee, folks. I'll put we'll the bot my bottom dollar on that one. <laughs> we'll have to have oh, my. on the show one day. Find out. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. All right, dude. Well, always a pleasure, dude. Uh, good times. Way to end this episode. Good times. Yep. Yep. All right, dude. We'll catch you next week, buddy. Talk to that coach. All right.